podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 7th of November, 2023. My name is Patrick Smith. The sport of ice hockey is one that we all hold dear. Uh, season on season, we gather to watch side after side, player after player compete with our team's jersey on their backs. We shout, we scream, we support these lads who put their bodies on the line for our loyalties. But when something happens, something so tragic and unexpected, it transcends our own loyalties and brings us together as a community. Last Saturday in Sheffield, Adam Johnson, number 47 from Nottingham Panthers, sadly passed away. And the shock reverberated right across the sporting world. Adam's career began in his hometown, Hibbing, Minnesota, and it spanned the US Hockey League the NCAA and the AHL before realising the dream of millions of players and he reached the National Hockey League with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He would then touch the ice in Sweden and Germany before landing this season in Nottingham with the Panthers. At only 29 years old, Adam would play 12 games in black and gold, scoring seven goals, 11 points, before his life was tragically cut all too short. Our love, of course, our prayers and heartfelt condolences go out to Adam's family, friends, teammates and all who have been affected by what happened from Nottingham, from Sheffield and beyond. This weekend past, the IHL returned to action where we all took a moment to reflect on Adam's life and to pay tribute. It won't have been easy for anyone, but one thing was very apparent in this show of strength amongst the hockey community locally and worldwide our pride our pride in our teams our pride in our players and in our game because this didn't happen in the nhl it didn't happen in the AHL. it wasn't in germany or sweden it wasn't in italy or france sadly this tragedy happened in the eihl and the eyes of the hockey world for better or worse have been on our league, our fans, and our reactions. And what we witnessed this past weekend was a wonderful tribute. Where together we remembered, and together we worked to return to the game that we love. It's been a really tough time these last few months. We've lost Alex Graham, we've lost Mike Hammond, and now Adam Johnson will always be remembered as part of Nottingham Panthers and as part of the Elite Ice Hockey League. And as we fans of this great league look to try to return to rinks and arenas across the IHL, one of the best tributes we can pay is to continue to shout, to scream and to support our teams. Johnson 
Thank you for taking the time to join us on this week's View from the Bridge following one of the most heartbreaking weeks the sport has witnessed in this country, not least around the world. Um, we are, as always, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and you can download us on Apple Podcasts and all the normal podcast providers. On this week's show, we'll continue to pay tribute to Adam and the lads have a few words to say. Uh, with regards to the Belfast Giants, two defeats were followed by a badly needed victory in Manchester on Sunday night. We'll have a chat about that. Adam Keefe. Travis Brown and head coach of the Cardiff Devils, Pete Russell, are our guests this week. And we'll discuss the nominees for Player of the Month. But it is worth remembering, as with any incident of this nature, investigations are still ongoing. And so many people are hurting from what went on. Uh, rightly, the Elite League have urged caution surrounding the event, and we respect that. Uh, there will come a time for a full and frank discussion on the matter. But we're a little over a week since the event, and this is certainly not that time. Uh, now is the time to remember Adam. Now is the time to pay tribute, and now is the time we work to move forward with a game that we really enjoy. Davy, Simon, and Gareth Martin, delighted to join us. Um, Davy, I'll start with you. Uh, an incredibly, incredibly emotional week. Um, but what a real positive that we pull from it is last weekend and how, how we all came together to move forward. Yeah, Paddy, um, I think I, I just before I start, um, very poignant words from you, very, and very, very well put forward on behalf of the podcast, so thank you for that. Um, I guess one way, and you know we've had our little chats through the last two weeks, and one way that I kind of feel like I protect myself is being hard, and, and just being hard to, that was the first time I've really felt, you know, that was hard to listen to you doing that. I was so really well done on behalf of the podcast. Um, listen, 29-year-old, you know, no no ways to lose your life. And as you've said, there would be a time and a place to discuss all this for now. I just want to echo sympathies and heartfelt sympathies and condolences to the Johnson family as friends, as teammates, the fans of the Panthers and Steelers and beyond the, the the wider EIHL fan base. I know that a lot of people from reading social media, there's a lot of people at the game, a lot of people have been affected and, and, and you know, that'll take time for people to recover from that as well. And, and hopefully they can all reach out to people and uh, around the league will be tight enough net and there, there'll be people there to support you. So for, for now, I think for just to, to echo what you've said and, and pass on my condolences and, and I'll leave it at that for now. We've lost Gareth with Simon. Um, you know, you were there in the arena on uh, on Saturday night, and as I was in 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 Manchester. And what was apparent was the coming together of so many fans and so many people to pay tribute following what was such a sad event. Yeah, Paddy, just what Davy said. I mean, the way you put that opening was absolutely fantastic, and it's really poignant and um, certainly put a bit of a lump in my throat. It, it's it's been horrendous, you know, for the. You just see how small the the hockey world is when something like this tragedy has happened. It's it, it's been really tough. I mean, I, I did the webcast on Saturday night against Guildford, um, and I'm not I'm not ashamed to say I genuinely had a lump in my throat when I I I, I don't know how many times you've had to go through what you wrote down in front of you there to start this podcast off. I did the same on Saturday night. I couldn't I, I couldn't say it. I just. I literally just had a lump in my throat, and I, I, I just went from from the heart and, and thought, "What a, a, a obviously, you know, that what a shoot have said." And hopefully, did okay. Um, yeah, he's dead. But he it, did. He it's, did. It's, it's um, 
it's tough. It's really, really tough, especially being involved so close with our players. Um, and and you know, I've, I've no idea what the teammates of Adam, um, I've no idea what the Sheffield players are going through. I've no idea what the people that are in those arena, that arena. But if it's anything like what I felt over the last couple of days, the last week or so, about having to, and unfortunately, I've watched the, the clip, um, and I don't want to go deep into the, the, the as I say, there, there's there's going to be a time and a place to say this, but it's um, are all my thoughts and all my, um, all my love is going to, to Adam's family. I, I never met Adam, um, never got the opportunity to watch him. The one thing that that I'm sure that his family are, are holding on to is that he achieved his dream of playing in the NHL. Um, you know, it's you, you get to play this game as a sport, as a job, as as something that you just love doing. And he, he got to play that at the highest level. And as I say, my thoughts are, are going out to Adam's uh, partner, uh, Ryan, his mum and dad, his aunties, his, old, his family, sir, all his teammates, um, and, and anybody affected by the tragedy itself. Gareth, you were you were you were next to Simon on Saturday on commentary. You were there in the arena, and you know you the, the tributes that it went out. Not just as as we said, not just in Belfast, not just from people. You know, so many people turning up at, at rinks right across the country, but you know, right across the, the hockey world, people paying tribute. It just shows you how much of a shocking incident it was. It really does, <clears throat> and it just shows how the hockey community around the world is is one you know we we would have thought we were quite in, insignificant and in, you know the uk <clears throat> you know in the whole hockey world but everyone was focused on us obviously for the the, the wrong reason but it just shows that it, it's reached out you know people have contacted me from australia we've heard people speaking in the nhl and it, it I think the love and support that is coming to the elite league, it's amazing. Um, and you guys have said a lot of great words there. And just one thing I'd like to touch on is um, when I was doing comms with, with Simon in the, in the SSE arena, the crowd, you know, the, the respect, I've never seen so much respect. Normally when there's a minute silence, you can't, you know, you might hear a phone, you might hear someone cough. I did not hear one single thing. And we have the, we have great fans and they should be commended for that. And uh, then we then we went into the, the minutes applause and, you know, everyone just give it their all. It was just from the quietest moment to then the elation of, of the game and trying to support one another. And, and that's, Let's be there for one another. I think that's it, mate. It's it, the fact that what I've gained from this is that since everything's went on, the amount of people you know, you know, I've reached out to friends who were who were there that night. I've reached out to friends who are involved in the team. You know, I think people have reached out and you know, just want to talk and make sure that because we have so many friends around the league. Yes, yes, week in, week out. I, I'm as bad as anybody to be at other people's throats when they support a, an opposition team because that's the crack of sport in this game. But when something of this magnitude and of this tragic magnitude happens, that's where a real community appears. That's when we all come together. And, and I felt that that was something to be proud of. 
uh, of from this week. Something that swelled great pride in, in the fact that our hockey community came together to support each other because it's not been an easy week for many reasons. For many reasons, you know, it's it's not been it's not been an easy week. But um, what I saw in Manchester and what I saw from following the game at home against Guildford is that you know players are ready to move forward. Now, Nottingham and Sheffield, it's going to take them longer. That's wholly understandable. But it, it seems that the league have come together and uh, and we're looking to move forward. And, and, you know, how we recover from this is, you know, the, the eyes of the hockey world are on us. But mostly it's how we pay tribute to Adam and how the teams use it to pay tribute to Adam by moving forward. With that, gentlemen, um, I think we'll return to Hockey Matters. Um, oh, one thing, Sorry, Simon. Pat, go ahead. Just, just one thing. Yeah, um, I think we're all being critical of the IHL over the last few years. Oh, maybe yeah. not getting everything right. They've done an absolutely brilliant job in handling. Absolutely. It. Um, I thought the way they've they've done everything about it, and um, and I think they need commended for that. I really do think they've done a fantastic yeah, job yeah. trying to to get all. Well, I think it's going without saying all the ten clubs have shown their their grief with regards to where. Uh, the situations led us, um, but um, you know, Luke and Brooksy and, and Mike Hicks and, and and all the owners as well. I, I think they need commend with this because I think they've done a really, really good job with this. Couldn't agree more, Matt. Could not agree more. I think it's a, a tribute to the league and a tribute to everybody involved in the league that <clears throat> that it has been handled impeccably, impeccably. Right. Um, it does seem trite to, to move on to hockey matters considering, but you know, we want to move forward and we want to have a look. Now there have been two defeats for the Belfast Giants, and we're going to just cover those very, very, very quickly. Because um the first one I'll I'll run through the statistics for the games in regards to the two defeats that took place. One was of course on that fateful night, and that was against the uh, Dundee Stars. Uh, the Belfast Giants travelled to the uh, Dundee Ice Arena and were beaten 6-3 by the Stars. Um, Dundee Stars goals come from Harms, Garrigan, Valenti, Valentini, sorry, Pouncey, and Dryden Dye, who, who scored two, having been our guest on this show that very week. Uh, for the Giants, Johnny Curran, Jacob Friend and Ben Lake scored the goals. Um, Tyler Beskarani and that's 27 goals, sorry, 27 shots against five goals against. Kevin Carr, the other side, 34 shots against three goals against. Toby Craig and Pavel Hallis were the referees. I'm actually also now going to just flip it forward and say that we also had the game on <clears throat> last uh, Saturday night against the Guildford Flames and we'll cover these just in one and that. The Guildford Flames travelled to Belfast Giants uh, at the SSE Arena and took a three, a four-three victory against us. Um, Lewis Hook, uh, Bajkov, uh, Tate, and Hook with the game-winning goal on the power play uh, for the Guildford Flames on the other side. Two from Mark Cooper in the first period and Quinn Preston with the third in regards to the goalkeepers. Tyler Beskarani in goals, uh, 12 shots against, four goals against. Eamon McAdam on the other side, 40 shots against, three goals against. Andy Dalton and Vitas Lukasovicius. I finally got that right. <laughs> We're the referees. Um, Simon, I'll start with you on this one, because we, and you can take it as whatever way you want to do it across, across the two games. But personally, I don't think they're two games that Belfast Giants should have lost. I was talking to Adam about this this morning, um, <clears throat> and you know Adam is really, really analytical with regards. <clears throat> sorry, he's really, really analytical with regards to where we are 
and what we do. And, and he looks at all the stats and, and every all the Davey always keeps saying, I don't know if he looks at all the stuff that I put together. He genuinely does. <laughs> um, but all the information that he had from the uh the game against Gilford at the weekend, um, especially he says analytically, it's been our best game of the season. Um, and when you look back at the Dundee game that they're just showing the highlights for now, you know, we dominated a lot of the play. Just couldn't put the puck in the net. Kevin Carr played really well. Um, and I can't remember the shots. David probably have a better idea of the how many shots we had on target that night. But um, you know, we we just couldn't. We weren't ruthless enough. We went up with glorious opportunities. And even late, do you want me to talk about both games, Paddy, at the same time? Or yeah, yeah, give give give, give as, as 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 you want to cover it, mate. So I mean, as I say, the Dundee game, we 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 did enough to win the game. Yes, we give up a couple of sloppy goals, um, and you know it's conceding six away to, to Dundee, um, and them being, I think at that stage of the either ninth or tenth in the league, it's not ideal. You you have to be winning those games, and I think that that's one of those games that you look back on and going, you know, hopefully that doesn't go back to bite us in the backside. We've had those earlier on in the season last year as well, and um, I, and thankfully we turned that around. And then you go into this Saturday against Guildford. Um, get off to a bad start. Second shift, they get a goal. Um, they go 2-0 up. We put it back to 2-2. Guildford just kept on. They wouldn't go away. Um, they were sitting bottom of the table coming into that game. Um, and you're sitting going, you know, you, you just we, we talk about this last season when we brought those, we made those couple of changes and brought new players in and how much life that gave you. It worked exactly for them at the weekend as well. McAdam played really well. Make no mistake about it. But we did enough to absolutely win that game, hands down. We genuinely did. I thought we again we controlled a lot of it, apart from the first six or seven minutes when you know we sort of seemed to be all over this really slow start. And I was talking to Davy yesterday, and Davy said that he, I can't remember who it was told you, but you look at the, the the eight games at the weekend, seven were won by away teams. Yeah, and I think it was Peter Russell that mentioned that. It was, was, was uh, Peter Russell in his interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and coming into buildings that maybe were a little bit flat because of the certain the circumstances from the week before, um, and the away teams capitalised on it. Make no mistake about it. Seven out of eight wins away from home at the weekend, um, and then Guildford beat us on Saturday. Go back home on Sunday and win on Sunday. So it's 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 two games that that hopefully, as I say, don't come back to bite us in the backside. It's been it's been a, a, a two games of. Of, as I said to Paddy, I said to David yesterday again, we're going to absolutely pump the life out of somebody again soon. I said this last year, and hopefully it's coming again soon. We we will just go out one day and we're going to score eight, nine goals, and it's it's just going to click like that again. Unfortunately, at the weekend and the previous Saturday against Dundee, that wasn't the case. Marty, you know, the, the game against Guildford, I, think, I, I fully agree with this. I think the great A chances were absolutely there. They just weren't being finished against Guildford. Guildford was just collapsing. I was looking back again there this evening to the highlights and the first three goals. Um, Guildford have got, or, yeah, Guildford have got four, uh, four, four guys dropping into the into the slot area. Sorry, the, the, the three goals that the Jazz scored, they had four guys in the slot area, thankfully. And Mark Cooper uh, got the first two. You know he able to he able he was able to slip away from them, but every time the Giants came attacking, they just collapsed every time on McAdam, and it was just really it was just well, says just pointed out McAdam had a great game, and it was just so hard to score against them. Um, also 
what what Guildford brought back to the to this game and what we seen last season was they just turned defense and offense straight away with that one time pass and boom ran Tate's away with it up the wing either taking a shot himself or feeding someone getting the assist. It's that speed as well, Davy. You saw that you saw that from Tate and and he comes bombing down that right hand side and and we're caught on our heels. I don't think there's any shame in being beat around the outside by by Rand Tate. One of their goals comes from a, a sort of wing drive, but like even strength, I think it was 32-9 shots, uh, Giants, Flames, even strength. You know, we, we coughed a, a couple up on the, the penalty kill from, from memory on Saturday night. Listen, it was always going to be a difficult night to get going. Simon's already referenced the, the flatter building than usual, <coughs> but... There was enough done to win here. I think I think they were six, four, and four through the three periods in terms of shots. You should really go and win that game. You know what were we? Um, give me one second there, mate. Um, 43, 74 shots, forty three shots on the heart. One big thing they blocked sixteen shots as well. One point six goals. You know they've they've saved themselves a couple of goals there in terms of throwing throwing bodies down in front of the McAdam as well. The box is out well. We perhaps were guilty. I think me and Simon had this chat yesterday as well. Um, just not letting it rip from the blue line, getting a bit of traffic in front there, causing chaos, just like that replay there, causing chaos, coming up with opportunities that way. Bit guilty of trying to overplay at times and trying to walk it past McAdam, and you know sometimes you just gotta get it on net and let those good things happen. You know we'll we'll learn from that. Around November last year, we had a couple of wee wobbles. We we'll go back to Dundee the night before. We we'll talk about starting on time. Both games have conceded goals on first second shift. Dundee, we've won the opening face off. We've gone down. We've had a really Great A chance at cars. How do we poke check at? They've gone up the other end and scored straight away. Where for me, we're probably trying to make an offensive play 200 feet from their net. Tedesco probably has the man coming at the blue line. So the two D are coming and the two forwards. We've got three men below the red line and one guy's just hovering out in front of Besco. Besco makes the first up save in the score. 30 seconds into the game, you're on your heels and you don't, that's not the start you want. Yes, we got back into it. Dundee just kept coming and, and unfortunately an empty net obviously riding it out as well but you know both games and I know games aren't played on paper so you can say statistics for this statistics for that both games there was more than enough work done on the ice we we just made a couple of tiny errors that we haven't been making over the sort of 12 13 games whatever it was of a streak before that so let's not call it a slump we've had a couple of bad results that were, weren't bad performances for me and you, you get a chance on Sunday then to go turn that round in Manchester. Let's get the post game. Um, you know, uh, been lost for words for for most of the week. Um, it's just a, a real tragic event, and really, the, our entire team and the entire organization's thoughts are, are with Adam, uh, his family, his fiance, the entire Nottingham organization, Sheffield. Uh, and everybody that was in attendance, and, and you know the medical um, group that that attended the scene, and um, you know really is a devastating time for hockey, and um, obviously f- mostly for those involved. And uh, we just send our support and, and our love to them. What's your thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, another one that got away from us. I thought uh, I liked our game. I liked our energy. Uh, I thought we generated enough scoring chances to win that hockey game. Um, a few that hit the crossbar, a few landed on the goal line, uh, just weren't going in for us. And obviously we gave up a little too much. 
uh, on the back end and, uh, you know, ultimately probably special teams uh, giving up two power play goals against and going over on the power play and me losing the coach's challenge as well. I know that these things cost us the game. So um, it is what it is right now. We're in one. Um, and the only way out of it is, is to dig ourselves out of it with hard work. And there's no better place to do that tomorrow than going to – uh, Manchester's building. It's obviously a much smaller building, much different game. Uh, we're going to have to be direct and we're going to have to work hard and play for each other, and that's what we need right now. Um, to Susan, to Davey, to Ryan, and the immediate family, um, it's with great regret and sympathy from the whole organisation, from myself, the Guildford Flames. Um, our hearts go out to you. Also, um, the the Nottingham Panthers organisation, um, again, to the players, to the coaching staff, to the fans, Sheffield Steelers organisation, to all parties involved, again, coaching staff and fans. Um, such a sad, sad event. Um, and again, you know, from what I've seen from the uh, from the reaction from hockey fans, communities around the world. Um, has shown great support and hopefully um, Adam's family can, can draw strength from that. Coach, uh, can we get your thoughts on the game tonight, please? Um, very happy, obviously, I mean, to come in here um, and take the two points. Um, I just thought tonight was a, a real solid 60-minute performance um, from the team. And, you know, I've been touching on, on a lot of interviews of late where I felt we've played good for certain periods um, of the game and we haven't been able to put that full 60 in. But that was a great road performance tonight. And, um, you know, coming into this game uh, last weekend in Glasgow, the penalty kill was terrible. Uh, we were 0% for four. We, uh, we worked on a few things differently this week and changed a few things up. And again, the, uh, the proof was in that because I think, um, you know, we, we, we shut them out on the PK tonight. Um, so credit um, to the killers. But again, McAdam, uh, you know, for me, your goalie has to be the best penalty killer. And he certainly was um, a part of that. But not just him, the guys that were killing as well. But no, really happy, really happy with a, a good team performance. But again, you know, I've touched on the goal scoring side of it. I don't think we've been scoring enough goals and to come in here and, and score four goals. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're trending in the right direction. That was, of course, Adam Keefe and Paul Dixon. The highlights from the Stars and the Giants game are available on Star TV and Giants TV. Um, let's crack on quickly to uh, Sunday night at the uh, Planet Ice in Altrium, uh, where the Belfast Giants got back to winning ways with a 5-1 victory. Kieran Long and, our, and Travis Byrne, who's soon to join us with the opening two goals, Aaron Azari and Quinn Preston with two, one on the power play are the five for the Giants. And uh, Michel, Mitchell Martin uh, with the goal for the uh, Manchester Storm. Tyler Beskarwani and that's for the Giants. 19 shots on, one goal against. Evan Wenger the other way, 37 and five goals against. Joe Sewell and Oliver Truswell were your referees. Says, do you want to take the lead on this? I wasn't there, Paddy. Um, what about... Uh, um, look, take the lead. Have a chat with somebody who... Have a chat, no, have a chat with somebody who was there. Um coming off the back of the defeat against Guildford the night before, we all know going into that uh, little dingy barn that it's it's a tough place to go to. Um, and Adam's <coughs> commented on it a few times before, but so many guys who've never played there before and how tough it can be. What were your thoughts on, on how the boys performed? 
Um, you know what? And we said this on um, we said this. I said this on our WhatsApp on Saturday night. We always seem to struggle in our first game in uh, in Manchester. Year on year, I've had such bad memories of our first games in Manchester because sometimes that this, the state of the ice, the state of the play there, is such a shock, and you're going up against guys who are more than capable on that ice, having trained on it week in, day in, day out. But I thought we dominated this game completely. Dominated this game. I thought that. I thought you know, we we pushed them and pushed them and pushed them. We had, we took most of our chances. The, Quinn Preston with one on the back on his backside that they put in the back of the net. Uh, to give credit to the Storm, they fought back and you know they're very good at shutting down in the zone. They're very good at putting sticks in and getting in the way. But as soon as we got any sort of space, we were creating. We were finding ways through. Finger comes in with big with a big reputation. I thought he was good. I thought there's maybe one or two that he maybe should have shut down a bit better. But one last point before I let uh, let Davy come in, um, my I was able to take the family, um, which is a is a rarity. But um, I've got a comment from my six year old daughter, who wrote me a note of something she wanted me to say, which was it was really good. Uh, the teams played really well, and my favorite player was Kieran Long because I met his mummy. So, uh, which she did. We were delighted to have um, Karen Long's mother sat next to us. I don't know why she was delighted to sit next to me. I'd, I'd had a few, but um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like to, to come out of there with a five-one win, considering the amount of times we've come out of there, you know, <laughs> having been frustrated, was was great. Yeah, but the Storm are in good form. I mean, they they beat. Um, the uh, the Cardiff Devils the night before they were sitting third in the league. If they had a, got that result on Sunday night against Belfast, they would have went top of the league. Um, so you know, as, as as tight as it's been over the last couple of games against Dundee and Guildford, um, it was a really good reaction from the Giants. Yeah, listen, we've we've done the 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 Dundee and Guildford analysis, and, and I've said that I felt both games good good enough performances. Sometimes you don't get the result. I thought. I, I, actually, a game of, I know this is a stupid thing, a game of three periods, three quite different periods. No, Paddy said domination from start to finish. I thought we really controlled the neutral zone and offensive zone in that first period. We just tilted the ice. We kept the puck on their end of the ice. We tired them out. We came up with the two goals. The first one, pretty active boards. I'm not sure whether Jacob Trent's shooting for the rebound or whether he's shooting for the near post and it works out that way. Longer standing for the empty net at the back post. And then the second one, Travis has thrown one in. The goalie's going to look back on that. You'll see the, the replay. He should save it. It's, it's, it's one of those. It's a little floated wrist there from the, the blue line. Second period, they come out. They get a little bit... Yes, you're pointing there. Oh, you, you do realise that, that Travis is in the background here. He, he'll completely disagree with regards to floating it, it, one towards net. All right. Well, we'll you, bring him in in a minute. You, you <laughs> see, uh, the, the, the water bottle doesn't pop six foot in the air. Let's put it that way. The goalie should have saved it, but it's one of those. It's, <laughs> it's in the back of the net, and, and I jumped as high as anybody else, trust me. The second period, they definitely came out with a wee bit more jump, and it was a fairly even period in terms of opportunities. And you talk about that first time in their barn for a few guys. We don't get the puck deep at their blue line. I can't remember who it is. Doesn't done, and it almost gives them a bit of an odd man, and they go three on two down. Um, can't remember who it is. Sander has to go to the puck and leaves a guy open at the back stack, makes it 2-1. But I think it's about 30 seconds later, maybe one or two shifts will go back down. Jacob Friend again drives that left wing, gets across. Aaron Azarian standing in the blue paint, drives home 
and then that early goal in the fourth or in the third period, the fourth goal, it kills the game as a contest. It took all the wind. They came out hoping for a wee bit of comeback. We get that fourth goal, and it just takes the pressure off us. And then we obviously go on and score the fifth towards the end of the game. As good a performance on Sunday night as it was on Saturday, and they're the fine margins in hockey. I thought we deserved to win on Saturday night. We certainly deserved to win on Sunday night. Let's get the uh, let's get Manchester's post game, and we can keep rocking forward. Yeah, um, I, again, a nice tribute before the game. There, um, it was an emotional weekend all, all around the league, all around the hockey world. Um, speaking of the game, there, yeah, we all the battles that we won last night. I thought we we were very good last night. We won, came out with a lot of the fifty fifty battles, the one on one battles, and that wasn't the case tonight. Um, yeah, you have games where you're fighting the puck, and the message afterwards, you have to find a way to to stick to our game plan for the full sixty. Whether you're you're crispy or it's a long season, you're gonna have games where you're you're not at your best. And I thought when things didn't go our way, they they got a couple lucky bounces and some calls that went against us. But that's when you gotta stick with the stick with the game plan and stick with the program. And I thought it when that happened tonight, we uh, we went the other way and kind of got off script. And against a great team like Belfast, that's gonna cost you, and it, it did tonight. Yeah, I thought we were very good tonight. Just. Uh... Obviously, a, a different building to play in. Our first time here, and you know we do have a, a lot of new players to the league, so slight concern about how we would uh, handle this building. And uh, I thought our guys did a great job. Uh, very tight all night defensively. Didn't really give Manchester much at all. And uh, I thought when we did give up that one, it was obviously a, we got a, a very big response there. I think two shifts later to kind of take the momentum back. So. Uh, I thought everybody to a man was great tonight and it's a great bounce back win after uh, the last couple of games. Highlights from that game are available. <clears throat> Highlights from that game available um, on YouTube or will be available on YouTube from Storm TV. We're going to keep moving forward. Marty, we're going to let you go. Uh, thanks very much for, for joining us tonight in what, what is a difficult week. We do appreciate you coming on and, and having your say and uh, keep up the good work with uh, keeping your man. Up to up to speed on uh, Giants TV. Yeah, we get the banter going again. Give it a few more laughs, but uh, no, I, I do enjoy it. And yeah, thank you, thank you very much. I do appreciate you just asking me on this evening and just let me say a few words. So I'll catch you guys soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Cheers, cheers. Big thanks to Gareth Martin. We are cracking ahead because we have some people waiting in the wings uh, patiently. And uh, the first up, the fan agenda. Delighted to be joined. He scored a goal. Um, well, he scored a goal, but Davey didn't rate it that much. Travis Brown, <laughs> not, not Travis Brown, that's Adam <laughs> Keith. Travis Brown, how are you? <laughs> oh, that's... Morning, how's it going, guys? Davey, how's it going? Great, thanks very much. Thanks, Paddy, for throwing me on the bus there, mate. <laughs> this dear, dear, dear. Words, they were your words, not mine. Travis, let's let's hey, start. Goal's let's start goal. with um, goal's goal. Uh, exactly. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Travis. Let's let's briefly start with the weekend and coming in coming into the weekend. Obviously, a really <clears> difficult, really emotional weekend. You guys had to be ready to come out. How difficult was to be was it to be ready to come out to play? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was tough, most definitely. I think uh, a lot of us are still processing it. Um, and just feel so much for Adam, his family, um, Nottingham Panthers and the Sheffield Steelers and everyone who was involved. So I think a lot of guys are still processing and still going through, but uh, one way we deal with that is playing the game and being together and being a team. So I think uh, playing this weekend kind of just helped us, uh, brought us together and kind of got our minds off things. 
What was your reflection on the weekend itself and, and how we played? Uh, I thought it was two good games. I think uh, Guildford, we played well. Uh, we got back to kind of playing our style of game and dictating the pace. We just didn't get the outcome. And then uh, in Manchester, obviously, uh, an interesting rink to play in. It was my first time uh, being in Manch. But uh, you know what? I thought we kept it simple. Uh, tried moving pucks quick, uh, letting our forwards do the work. And you know what? Uh, they did just that. So uh, all in all, a pretty solid weekend. It's quite the sorry, David. Just to go in there, it's quite the um, quite the experience to play in Manchester. It's uh, quite the rink. Yeah, most definitely. It was. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. Guys were talking about it. Then I walked in and uh, <laughs> just said, "Let's uh, let's just see see how this goes." And it ended up uh, working out in our favor. Travis, you've you've played a good bit of this season now with Davy Phillips. Um, quite a special guy. He's a he's a wonderful human. That guy. <laughs> I, I, I love I love Davey yeah that's uh that's my boy right there we uh we've been able to build some good chemistry uh, on and off the ice and I really enjoy playing with him and having him on our team yeah and, and as great as Davey is as a GB international and someone who's been around this league for a long time what he also brings in the locker room he keeps things loose he's a bit of a joker he's a, he's a great guy to be around exactly yeah no he's always it's always a laugh with Davey. He's always uh, he's always entertaining the boys, and he's always keeping us guessing. So it's uh, never a dull moment in our dressing room for sure. And then let's let's kind of go back before we talk about elite league stuff. That little CHL four A you had the three away games, the three home home stand where we won the home three games. You know, must be pretty proud of how we've how we've went in the CHL this year. Yeah, most definitely. I think. Um... I think with the CHL, it, it kind of made us gel a lot quicker because we came in to camp, had a couple weeks of camp, and then we were right into uh, some competitive hockey, playing against some top, top teams, especially those those Finnish teams. And then um, just sorting it out, getting used to each other. And then against um, our last three games, I think uh, being able to build that confidence and work together and see the systems falling into place, it... Uh, really really helped us a lot it was a great experience you're on you're on mute sis <laughs> that classic. Go ahead, travis um you've played in denmark the uh, last couple of years uh what's your view on the standard in denmark and the standard in the uk is it a similar standard is it what's your view i think both leagues are really solid um different styles of game for sure uh, i think here's a little more physical uh, Denmark, uh, it's really well. Everyone's very good skaters. Everyone can kind of fly around. Uh, you can kind of see um, Alborg Pirates competing in Champions League. They're uh, always dominant in Denmark. Um, but when it comes to comparing the two leagues, I'd say, yeah, they're a little different, but uh, I'd say a very similar standard of, uh, types of types of players and also more North Americans here. So um, it's a little different, a little more physical. Um, but I think there's most definitely some similarities to the leagues. David, you just touched on the CHL. Um, now we've got the EIHL up and running with a big game this weekend against the Cardiff Devils. Uh, you faced them in, in pre-season, lost both games, went to Cardiff, ended up getting a, good, a great result in Cardiff. Um, what sort of challenge are you expecting this weekend? They're a good team. They're they're a very good team. They're solid uh, front back in the net. 
So I think we just have to come with our A game. Uh, we know what they're going to bring. We know what we're going to bring. I think it's just going to be a good, good hockey game, and uh, hopefully we get uh, we get the better of them. We've played quite a few. The th- thing with coming in the you know joining the Belfast Giants is and traveling around, you obviously see that the great support we have from quite right around the elite league. What's been your impression of Belfast as a city since you've been there? I love Belfast. It's been uh, it's been amazing since day one. Um, I've never had in Denmark. We had great fans, but um, here in Belfast, the passion, the support, um, the facilities. And just the city, people, even if they don't know you play hockey, but you, they know you're from out of town just based off of accent, everyone's very willing to help. Everyone's extremely friendly. It's been, uh, yeah, I have no bad things to say. Based off of accent, do they go, oh, yeah, you're from Manitoba? Is that what they go for? Yeah. Just go straightforward, do they? That's yeah, like a no. Winnipeg accent to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, mostly mostly just a, a Canadian guess, but uh, I don't know how many people know about uh know about Winnipeg over here so <laughs> Travis um the setup of the league here in the cup obviously you know with the with trying to win your six games in the challenge cup the the maintain seeding and and not being able to mail a game in in September you've got to you know every league game three points is a massive prize because the league here is kind of like the the trophy to win because of the the shortened playoffs though the playoffs is great to win has to be said um is that something that you're getting used to something that you came as a bit of a surprise to you in the summer when adam's explaining just how important september october is yeah i i didn't really think about it until i first got here and then going through training camp um going through our preseason games and even the intensity behind our preseason games and then when the season was getting going we were kind of at the point after a couple CHL games that it was just like, now every time I go to the rink, it's not like you can't take a day off. Every game matters. Every point matters. So um, I think we feel that and understand that as a group. Um, but it most definitely took uh, a couple games to get in to be like, okay, there's no, okay, we can wait till playoffs or a push. No, every game matters. And most definitely uh, understanding that now. And like you get the step out in the ice star, it might have been the end of August. Cardiff have been big rivals of ours over a decade, but especially over the last four or five years, there's no such thing as an exhibition game. Like the two the two exhibition games were almost played at a playoff pace. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think uh, yeah, game one against uh, Cardiff at home, I had a hit and a fight, and it was preseason. And I haven't, I haven't, I don't remember the last time I fought maybe five, <laughs> five years ago. You know, it wasn't much of a fight. I actually got beat up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> just, I wasn't even, I wasn't even expecting it. I forgot I wasn't in Denmark anymore. And you know, I, I think that was kind of, that just kind of woke me up and I was like, okay, you gotta be, you gotta be ready every night, even, uh, even preseason. Travis, um, if I'm right in saying you made a bit of a reel or a vlog when you're on the North Coast tour, tour sorry, when are we going to see that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to see that. Have you seen the bridge exclusive? Yeah, I I still got to finish some editing and fix the sound, but I got some homework to do still. So uh, it might be, uh, we'll see. Hopefully I can get it done by Christmas. Um, and you just say about homework, how's your schooling going for you as well? 
Uh, schooling's going great. It's uh, it's nice to kind of get your mind off hockey and challenge your brain in a in a different way. It's uh, me and Charlie, Charlie Curdy, going going to the university. So it's nice to have him around, uh, giving showing me the ropes because it's been a it's been a bit since I've been to school. Um, we're going to let you finish up by defending your goal. Go. <laughs> Let's have a look. Yes, Let's see this. Well, that's just a good. That's just a good shot. It's well placed. No argument. <laughs> water. Water bottle move, baby. Sorry. Water. The water bottle did move. Yeah, like again. So it comes okay. back. Yeah, I saw some movement. Right. Hang <laughs> Not on. a lot, though. Hang, Not a lot. Hang though. on. Hang on. Hang on. Here Where's? Hang on. No. No. Just let that roll, Paddy. I get my pause button here. Here, we'll find it right. But, but water bottle doesn't move, mate. Yeah, it, it moved a little for bit. For anybody, anybody listening right. on the audio, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll defend. He's just waited. He's just got a wee fly screen there. And oh, does it go this way? Don't know how to get this button to work. Like, goalie, go. Oh, oh, oh it's in my glove. Oh, no, top ends. That's a great That's shot. <laughs> there's, no such, there's no such thing in hockey as a bad goal for the Belfast Giants. Yeah. No such thing. It's not about how hard it is, anyways. It's about the release. Anyways. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I will confess, I didn't see the goal. I think my daughter had said something at that moment. I turned away and I had friends who were sitting in front of me who were at their first uh, first hockey game. And awesome. the fellow who had brought, brought along, my friend Dan, turned around and says, Did you see that goal? I went, oh, No, no. He says, He shot from his own half. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, so. pretty close in that ring very close listen Travis we really appreciate you coming and joining this and I uh, really enjoyed having you on and hopefully you'll come and join us again sometime most definitely really appreciate it guys take care thank you cheers, thanks. cheers. big thanks to Travis Brett for coming in and joining us here on A View from the Bridge and we continue um, next up well we've, it's been a while since he's been on it's just right that he comes on this week we're delighted to be joined by the head coach of the Belfast Giants, Adam Keith. How are you doing? How are you doing, bud? Um, first question is inevitable. Um, given the events of this week, how difficult was it to pick the team up to get onto the ice come Saturday? Yeah, in particular, uh, early on in the week, obviously everybody was was pretty uh, shook by everything and, and shocked. I think every everybody probably in the hockey world, uh, especially players that have to play the game, you know, um, uh, but I thought as the week went on and guys got back together, um, you know, they could forget about, uh, their, you know, their, their fears a little bit. And then, um, I thought as the week went on there, we, we kind of got back to just playing and doing what, what we know. And, uh, I was a little concerned going into the weekend and unsure of how both teams would play. Um, I thought our group, uh, they just got back to it uh, on the weekend, and I thought uh, I thought we were good. The guys respond, okay, take the, the defeat was the defeat. We said earlier on, we against Guildford, we said earlier on this game, when you look at that game, nine times, 199 times out of 100, we win that game, the amount of uh, pressure that was put on Guildford. On. But the fact that the guys seemed to pick themselves up really well. Yeah, definitely after the Dundee loss, you know, I thought we had our opportunities to to beat Dundee if we had scored a, a little more on our chances. Um, but I thought in that game in particular, I just thought Dundee was pretty desperate and, and we weren't as desperate for that win. And sometimes when when that happens, it, you know, I guess the, 
a team that wants a little more wins. And, um, you know, that one was, was frustrating and unfortunate. Um, but I thought the Guilford game was a completely different story. Uh, I think, like you said, there are nine times out of 10 we're winning that hockey game. Um, you know, and uh, I have to take a little bit of accountability there with, with the bad coaches challenge and you know, potentially cost us a point. So, um, you know, but overall, I thought that the, the, the players were, were very good at home there and, and did more than enough to win that game. Didn't get it done. Um, and the response the next night was, was, was perfect. You know, going into a tough building in Manchester. And uh, I thought that uh, they were very good from start to finish and, and deserved those two points. Coach, is that something that's of benefit of the games coming so thick and fast? You don't get to dwell <clears throat> on, I, I, I guess, Dundee was put on the back shelf analysis of because of all of the events that happened Saturday night's result. We had to go again on Sunday so quickly. Like We, we analysed Dundee and Guildford earlier in the piece. Probably games we'll look back on should have won them to go into Manchester then and put in and equally I felt Manchester was equally a strong performance as Saturday I think that we should really have a four point weekend sorry my computer or my printer here is going a little squirrely um, <laughs> yeah obviously we, we had to move past Dundee pretty quickly um, but yeah to answer your question you know in, in, in ice hockey or, or hockey as the North Americans like to call it um you know, the beauty is you get to go again right away and, and correct what you think. Uh, you know, we obviously thought we deserved more against Guilford. Uh, you get to go the next night and correct it right away and, and end the weekend on a high and, and get back to winning ways. And obviously in this league, uh, you cannot let uh, a loss turn into two, three, four in a row. Otherwise, you find yourself in a, in a big hole. Um, you know, and now we need to look forward here. Obviously, we have a big weekend coming up against... Cardiff, who is very good, as we've seen before. And then we get Guilford again right away. So, um, you know, right now, this last couple of days was about some rest and getting recovered and refreshed. And, you know, the next three days are about a big push here uh, to make sure that, that the players are, are ready um, for the moment there on Saturday. I think you've been really pleased with, especially our first 20 minutes in Manchester, a lot of the guys' first experience of the the storm shelter there in that first 20 minutes really controlled the game. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think we're just simple, right? And a lot of times players try to go in there and, you know, make sexy plays and uh, there's not a whole lot of room in there to do those things. And, uh, you know, you end up forcing things and, and you know, causing turnovers. And in, in that building, a turnover can turn into a two-on-one or a breakaway pretty quickly, you know, and, um uh, I thought, for, like I said, for the most part there, we were very good defensively, and that's frustrating to play against. So, you know, uh, that's a credit to the guys bouncing back and playing in that that environment and, and controlling the hockey game. You know, that's one of the areas that we, we really try and stress to the guys is we want to control as many games as possible so we take on less stress throughout the, a long uh, marathon of a season, you know, for taking on stress every weekend, it's going to be a, a heck of a long season. So, um, you know, certainly Sunday was as, as close to a stress-free game as you can get. I know we've got um, 
your uh, good friend Peter Russell sitting in the background? Should we start chirping him now and then see if he hangs up or we'll, we'll bring him in? <laughs> you can do as you please. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, what do you want to do? Let's bring him in. Uh, delighted also to be joined by the head coach of the Cardiff Devils, a man who knows what it's like to train in Dundonald. Peter Russell, how are you? I'm a lot better now. I see Adam dressed down for this tonight. <laughs> turn, turn your phone around 90 degrees. How'd you do that? Oh, binders here. That's how you do it there. Oh, well done. Yeah. He needs Tanger <laughs> there to work his phone for him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's, he's not here. I'm actually back at my half family home just now in Swindon. So, you know, it's like, I'm on my own. Except my, my wife can't show me how to work this. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be. I was going to give you one of my first questions, actually, uh, Pete. Is the fact that obviously you know you've come back after a number of, uh, number of seasons in in Germany with Augsburg, Ravensburg, Freiburg, all the Bergs, all the Bergs except for Hamburg. You, you probably yeah. got a few more Bergs in there. Um, but you know you've got, and then the, the opportunity came to come back and and coach in in Cardiff, which isn't too far from your from your family home in Sweden. I guess that was an easy decision to make to return to that setup in Cardiff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity, and personally and hockey wise, and I think um, I think for, I actually spoke to Adam quite a lot about it at the time. Uh, I think for me it was the right time. Um, Germany was awesome. I grew a lot in Germany and helped me a lot, and I think it was a great experience. And then I guess to come back, be that close to home, you can't really give that chance up much. Do you know, that's my point. And Cardiff. Like Kelman, Todd Kelman's a great guy to work for as well, so I've enjoyed it so far. He, I don't think he's watching. You don't have to lie about it. No, I quite like him. He seems, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, he's, he's been awesome. Like they're really supportive, and I think we have a good team. You know, I think we're still in the process of developing just now, and I think you know, it's just a bit being patient. You know, and I think you got to trust the process, and that's what we're doing on and off the ice just now. Pete, I don't know how much we can talk about Saturday's game now with two coaches in the room, but um, <laughs> I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard Travis Bryan on there talking about the the two ex- exhibition games played at uh, you know playoff pace. You'll be expecting more of the same on Saturday night. Yeah, we played three games now, and they've all been good games. And you know, I think either night, each night could have went either way. To be honest, you know, like it's but it's, it's a game of hockey. I was listening to Adam talking about. Saturday's game, they played really well and they didn't get the result. And, you know, probably a little bit when we were having a beat after the game in Cardiff, I was feeling that way a little bit. But then when I look it back, you know, you, you got to just play the game as it's coming and you got to score goals at the right time. And, you know, it's, you guys are a hard team to play against. And they've been three great games so far. So I hope there's another good one in, a, in Saturday night. Adam. Has it got uh, over the? I know he was coaching in Milton Keynes a few years ago and went to Glasgow and then went away to Germany and stuff. But uh, um, obviously, you've got the better of him over the last couple of years. And, and, and as I know, I've known Pete a long time. Um, it's all about being competitive. This weekend, um, you know, I'd love to get into a roast battle here between the two of you. I know we can't, but I'd love to. Um, <laughs> What, what sort of challenge? I know you're going to expect the same sort of challenge this weekend because Cardiff have been our main competitor over the last few years, if, if we're being honest. Um, and uh, I'm sure it's no different this weekend. Yeah, no, I expect a, 
a playoff style game. I think that every game against Sheffield and, and Cardiff and anybody that's up there at the top, you know, I mean, Manchester as well, you know, expected them to be very good. And we, you know, you approach those games, like they're going to be playoff games and, um, you know, certainly Cardiff for over the last, as you spoke, you know, five years or so have, have been one of our main rivals in terms of just trophies. Right. And um, I expect this year to be the exact same, you know, we're going from a team that, that we played in the playoff final last year. And then now they've added Pete and, and uh, obviously I'm, pretty close with Pete and aware of how good a coach he is and the structure that he'll bring to Cardiff. So makes it even more challenging for us, but you know, the main, uh, the main hurdle for ourselves is to make sure we're the best team that we can be on, on Saturday. You know, that's, that's what this week's about is we want to be focused to be ready and, you know, and then we'll just see where the game ends up, but uh, it's certainly going to be a good, a good game of hockey for sure. I'm going to open it up, gentlemen. I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask each other one question each. I'm going to start with Pete. Is there anything you'd like to ask Adam Keith while he's on a view from the bridge? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's lots I'd love to ask him. <laughs> we're, we're all friends here, mate. We're all friends here. It's an open forum. Some of them are not, some yeah. them are not for the public there, Davey. Yeah, I think... Like, Oh, I think uh, I don't know. Maybe something like, "How do you feel coaching in a national team?" Is um, I guess it's a good question. How do you feel coaching in a national team has helped you as a coach, Adam? Well, um, no, we'll go back to I guess when Pete was in when M Pete came in with that MK. Obviously, you know, new team, new coach in the league, and. Um, I thought that that's great for the league to bring in a new team and, and have new coaches and uh, certainly a Scottish coach coming in. And, you know, obviously we met a few times. And um, when I got the call about joining the national team, I, you know, I, I was pretty excited about it. Uh, an opportunity for me to take a step back as a as an assist or from a head coach to an assistant coach and and watch and learn and, and get to work uh, alongside Pete and Corey Nielsen and, um, you know, and then re most recently there, uh, Ewan King, um, but just to, to learn, you know, and I thought that uh, that is the main thing that I took from it. I learned a lot uh, just, just from sitting back and watching Pete do his thing and, and <laughs> speaking with both him and Corey and, um, you know, ultimately, that's what coaching is, is, is stealing from each other and, and, <laughs> and watching and learning and, and uh, getting experience. And it was an opportunity for me to get some real experience and then to get behind the scenes of the GB national team and to see why they're successful is because they're very passionate about uh, playing for their country. And um, you could see that in the play. And I think still to this day, probably my turn, my favorite tournament even though we we've been at the the top level is is definitely the one in Hungary to get to the top level and I thought that uh, you know part of my role there was was mainly video and uh, I mean those guys I, I said it to some of my own teams here those guys blocked about 150 shots that tournament that you know could have 
made it to, if they weren't blocking those shots that they're, they're not getting through to the, to the top level. So, you know, I, you know, a lot of those things that, that I took from that tournament and, and the tournaments that followed and, um, but ultimately it's about experience and, and, you know, I was very fortunate that, that Pete asked me to, to, to come on board and, uh, it was a fun ride for sure. Coach, just before you get the ask your question back the opposite way, if I can ask Pete there, Adam's referenced kind of saying that he's just there, he's soaking stuff up, a bit of a sponge, wants to learn, wants to get ideas. Is it a bit of Adam's ideas go into the pool as well and you're taking out some stuff that Keeper's bringing as well? Yeah, I think everybody adds something. I think that everybody has to be weird and different in their own way in a coaching team and He's certainly pretty weird. I think you know that. So you know, he's, got, uh, he's got, but he's got some good ideas, man. You know, like it's uh, same as Corey Nielsen and you know Chuck Weber now, and you know Ewan King. Everybody's got ideas, you know, and it's just a matter of, I guess, it lays on the head coach's plate a little bit to decide what goes. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's. But I think you know when you've got a coaching team around you the, with a lot of bodies, the national teams are breeze when you go away. You know, there's a lot of good minds. So it's, it's a lot easier than day-to-day hockey because you get so many people around you and you just got to feel it the right way, each, what you're going to pick each day and the right players that, after talking about it and just kind of make a decision, I guess. that's just, you know, I guess that's why we're in it. Do you know what I mean? That's, I think that's the biggest part of hockey when you're playing coach or, you know, even somebody doing a job like Taff and Muds, everybody's got decisions to make and you want to just make the best decision for the team on that day. I think that's the most important thing. Hi, sorry, Paddy, before you go there. How hard is it then, in comparison to having to leave somebody out of a regular Elite League game season, is to leaving someone out of a big international game, especially at the World Championships or something? There's obviously been you know, high-profile ones in the past that have, you know, had to be made. It's a big, tough decision. Yeah, it's, it's, they're the worst decisions. They're the worst decisions daily as well. But when you go to those tournaments, you kind of, you know people for a long time and it's it's not personal, do you know what I mean? It's sometimes you're making decisions for different reasons for the length of the tournament. And as coaches, I don't agree. It's, it's not an easy thing, do you know. It's, but it, you've got to make those decisions so the outcome at the end is the right outcome. You know, and the best outcome you can get, and more often than not, the outcome's been good. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's that's a good thing for everybody, for the players, the team, the management, and everybody that's travelled to go there and in, in the country. And I think that's the most important thing. Do you know, I think the most important thing, Adam Keith or Pete Russell or Corey Nielsen, any players, no bigger than the outcome. Do you know, it's the most important thing is we get try and get the right outcome every time. I think that's the most important thing. Before we let Adam go, he gets to have his question now. Jesus, my wife's in the background, so behave. <laughs> Are we going with bounds or wall? Yeah, I like it. Good one. Good one. Really good. I don't you see, you, honestly. You I went. Think, I like that you went straight. Like Pete's Pete's question was very like you know like existential and you went straight for it. I thought mine was a nice talkative point. We could open up. I'm just that guys. But uh, I, I think that whatever goalie we play is going to be good for us. Well, goalies, Bounds has been really back to being Ben Bounds again this season, and I think it's great for the national team. I think it's great for the Cardiff Devils, and I think it's great for Bouncy. Do you know he's been? 
he's been buoyant. He knows how we play and he's good in those areas. He knows where the shots are coming from most of the time. And then we bring a new guy in and he's good. There's no doubt in it. He's calm and uh, he looks like he's he's a good goalie. So we are very fortunate to have two goalies. So whoever starts on Friday or Saturday, I'm sure he'll do a good job for us and make it hopefully difficult for the opponent to get the puck into the net. But I think it's more than the goalie. I just think we have to continue to play good defence as a team. And, you know, there's a lot of little components in front of that. So, no, I can't answer that question. I think whoever goes in, I'll trust them 100% and the team will as well. <laughs> happy with that, Kiefer? Yeah, very happy. Listen, uh, Adam, <laughs> appreciate you joining us. Uh, we're going to spend a couple more minutes with Peter. Appreciate you joining us and good luck this weekend. So we can talk about behind your back, Adam. All right, cheerio, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Big thanks to Adam Keith for joining us. Pete, stick with you. The um, thanks for joining us. This weekend past was a bit of a mixed bar. Manchester go into yours. You said in your own post game, you know, things were a bit flat. Obvious for obvious reasons, the crowd were a bit flat for obvious reasons. You struggle, but then you go back to your old club in 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 Glasgow and you give them a shellacking and shut them out. So you you must have been delighted the way your team picked themselves up yes. in, when you threw in the, the bosses up there as well. I know, but that's the game of hockey. Um, again, Keith us talking about Saturday night, and sometimes that happens. You play really well, and you don't get it. And sometimes you play poorly, and things work. You know, you get a bit of luck. And I just think Saturday night was a funny night, but I don't think we were really. I don't think we we're really ready to play. And I don't think they, they played a really good road game. I'm not gonna. I don't want to disrespect them. That's terrible because the games have been tight against them, and they're pretty. If you don't do the little things, it's tough against them. But I just didn't feel there was something missing in this, the arena and it was quiet. And yeah. I, I really think the one thing that I learned that this weekend, outside winning and losing, was if you're a hockey player, I don't think hockey players are scared to play just now, but I think the first player that to make the big hit is, is a bit concerned about it. The first player to fight again, you know, is concerned about it. You know, and I think that's the hardest thing for a hockey player right now. And I think we kind of played that way a little bit. But I think Sunday night, I keep talking about the process. I felt Sunday night was the first night we really looked like we're taking a step in the process. We were connected everywhere. We had high-end speed in the rush. We had five guys in the rush. Like we were really, really good on Sunday night. In fact, I thought for the first 25 minutes we were unplayable, to be honest. Hey, you I mean, obviously, three years and in, in three or four years in, in Germany, uh, and I know you were keeping an eye on the Elite League, not just because of GB, but um, you were on our webcast often enough sending me messages telling me to, to stick words into different webcasts and what have you. But um, <laughs> how, how, have you found, how have you found the standard now compared to what the last time you were coaching in the UK? Um, I think the league was really good the last year I was here. I think that was when uh, Cardiff was still pretty stacked. Belfast were getting... St- building their way up. I can't remember who was in the Belfast team that year. I think it was Conley and everybody wasn't it that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was. No, it wasn't because I had Conley in Glasgow actually. It was a year after that. That was a year you really came together and I think Sheffield had got better a lot was just transitioning after but I think now I think the top teams are really good in this league right now. Um, I think Belfast are always good. Do you know they good depth and you got great goalie great backup you know and then Sheffield look super stacked you know they've recruited well and I guess everybody says they always do but I think they've got a really good team I think their D's good they've got a really good goalie and their forwards are really deep 
And I, th I think we've got a good team, and I think Nottingham look fast. And you can go through the whole league. Guildford look like they've came to life a little bit now. And, you know, Dundee, like, it's always a problem team for Belfast and Cardiff. I seem to think when you all the away games in there that are tight games. I just, I think the league got deeper. And I think there's a lot of maybe players that would have stayed in Europe before are starting to come to the UK again. You know, they're leaving Europe to come here or maybe missing Europe as well to come here. So, I think that that's a really good thing because I think the league is pretty tough. I don't think there's any easy nights. I think, you know, I keep going back to Saturday night when you play really well and you don't work it out. I think three years ago against in a game like that, you wouldn't just win and that'd be the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think the league's changed a yeah. little bit. Maybe a bit longer than that, actually. You know, three years ago, probably the first year I went away, I think the league was pretty... The bottom teams were the bottom teams. I don't think there was any... I think you had easy nights. I don't think there's many easy nights now. Do you think there's you know, anything? Sorry, says just. Do you think there's anything there, Pete, with the the new coaches that have came in? Obviously, our good friend Tom and Fife and like Jason and and Glasgow bringing new ideas in. Yeah, for sure. But I think there's always been pretty good coaching. Like, if you think the last year, like when I was in Glasgow, like Lord was in Cardiff, Kiefer was in Belfast. Uh, the year before, Nielsen was still there. Do you know, like Paul Thompson was in the league still. Do you know, if you think about it, Danny Stewart was always there. Like. Digger was in Guildford, but I think there's different ideas. I think maybe the style of the league is a little bit different. I think if you've changed the coaches you talked about, I've been in Europe working for a long time, so it's a little bit it's... different game of hockey. Do you know what I mean? The, there's a lot of pace involved in the game. Do you know? And I think, like for me, I changed probably not exactly how I coach, but I learned some things about a different way of playing sometimes and trying to get a lot of pace into the game. Do you know? And we're trying to really be dangerous off the rush and it's like before I would never really have thought about a lot of that stuff do you know and I think that side of the game I see some teams playing a lot differently you know everybody used to talk last year about how fast Guildford were do you know and they were good to watch Guildford were great to watch do you know I mean they were good I thought you know if you didn't get Besco in last year maybe they would have won it do you know what I mean like Besco was like a game changer he's I think Besco's the best player in the league you know what I mean? Like, that's my opinion. I think he's that good. I think, you know, I'm not bumming him up, but Champions League goalie of the tournament at the start there, that's, that's great for the league that we have people like that in it. But that Guildford team were fast. And the, the thing that I noticed this year is there's a lot of teams with that pace in it, if that makes sense. There's a lot of teams have caught on to that, that they have to be faster. And I think the league's faster, you know, and like, I'm enjoying the league because I was only in it like the one year in Milton Keynes and then. I was in Glasgow and it was really, you know, Milton Keynes was a great experience. It was a new team. And then Glasgow was awesome. We had a really good year. And then, you know, to come back, it's like kind of fresh for me. Do you know what I mean? It's quite, I quite enjoy it. You know, Pete, you look back the whole way, you're, when you started coaching back in there, you've been through, um, you know, people forget you were in Cardiff doing junior development there for yeah. a couple of years as well. You were in Swindon, Sly, O'Hanigan, you know, You've served your time in the lower leagues. You've made your way up. Obviously, got the, the you coached three or four years in Germany as well. Is there a year that you look back and look? I mean, I'm not, I know you're still only in your forties. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm still um, in my forties. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when you look back at and that of what your coaching journey's taken you so far, is there a favourite year? Is there? Adam just touched on the tournament there and in, in, uh, for GB and when you got to the top. Um, uh, top pool uh, from the Hungary tournament. I was in Hungary. It, it was just absolutely incredible. But is there something that you look back and go, 
that's that's where that's the pinnacle I've had so far. Yeah, I think like I've been really lucky. Do you know what I mean? Like really lucky with good team success with different different situations, like the national team and then in Germany as well and Glasgow. I thought we were pretty good, but I think when I you know when I coached the EPL before, I'd won a few things. Like we'd won the playoffs and stuff, and but I think when I went back to Okanagan, it really. That was the best thing I ever did. Like to go back the way, just to go. I wasn't. I wasn't enjoying coaching, and I wasn't really. Well, I wasn't really. I wasn't. I didn't really know what I was. And I think going back again for two, three years and running that program, I think it just made me realize I'll just play hockey how I want. There's none of this. You have to win stuff. Do you know what I mean? There was none of that. It was and so. I think that made me a better coach. I think it made me really realize that if you just have the patience and. You teach enough and you can play your way if you want. Do you know what I mean? And I, I think that's really helped me improve as I went along. And I really believe that. I think that was a massive step. And then probably after that, I mean, national team's done loads for me at every level. Like I've coached every single level and I've been very fortunate all the way through. But the national team means I love it. Do you know what I mean? It's been amazing for me. But I think the Milton Keynes situation was good to get back in. I went to work for Planet Ice and going there, and then it just kind of took off then. And I wasn't even thinking about that at the time. I was never, I've never really been a, um, oh, never really been a big heady person or a real goal setter. I guess when I played when I was younger, says, you know, I was like I had good talent and I just couldn't behave. Do you know what I mean? That was the problem. I just would go where go for a beer and stupid stuff and ruined it all, you know. And so I guess that was another drive. and Probably, I've said it before, I've had Kate made a big difference to me. Do you know what I mean? She made me behave, and I don't think if I didn't have that, so probably those things. And then it just kind of went. I never had any goals. Like, somebody asked me, did you always want to go to Germany? Do you want to go to DL? Did you? Like, I always wanted to coach in a top league in this country. That was my only aim. And, like, kind of went to that, and that worked. And then, I guess if you just work hard and don't really think too much about the next thing it just comes to you a little bit usually if you work hard and you get the bounce and I think that's how I've lived my life and I think you should always do that as long as you work hard and you're honest I think good things can happen for you in the right situation and I think that's all I've tried to do all the time you know I love the question about GB whoever asked that like that's that's a brilliant question because there's so many times and over this past like six seven years you've had to make the decisions you know and if the they're no fun decisions to make. Do you know why it upset people? But, you know, as coaches, it's a tough thing. And I think as I've got older, I've grew to learn that you have to make decisions that you think are right for the team. Do you know what I mean? And you can't panic in those situations and just try to keep every people happy all the time. It's not about that. You've got to do it respectfully. But I think I've grown through that path. Do you know what I mean? And it's still, I don't make decisions and feel, ah, well, that's, I don't care. You always care. Do you know what I mean? Like you do, and it's like, but I think just the journey I went on, and I don't think it stops yet. Like, you know, <laughs> Keith Hill's the benchmark. Do you know what I mean? Like, the Belfast are the benchmark. Everybody's, for me, that's super pushing it. Do you know what I mean? To try and get close to, and just, and it's, I think you always want to do that. Do you know what I mean? And that's what we want to be. And however long that takes, you got, it's a good goal. Do you know what I mean? It's a good chase yeah. to go after it. And I think, it's the same thing. It's not just going, oh, we want to win four trophies. It's never like that. It's just, let's try and get as close as we can and see what it takes us in the process. And I just think, hopefully, 
the mentality I've kind of learned to be patient and keep sticking at what I believe in and we'll kind of work in this country because I'd love to be, I'd love to win in my own country. I think that'd be so cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. people say, I won in Germany. Yeah, but I, I, want, I want to win in my own country. Do you know what I mean? As a British coach in the British League, I think that'd be so cool. I think that'd be really cool if that could happen at some point. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not I mean, this year. Listen, we really appreciate your time. It's been absolutely fantastic. Two, I've got, I've got, I'm going to wrap with, um, with, with two questions, uh, but two, two very different people. But first of all, you had nine games for the Castle Ray Knights with a, with a goal against average of 8.45. Oh, this man, some of the games, though, when that says it was, uh, it was, mate, it was really popular. That's what it says. My, but, my, but my question is, my question is, this fella next to you, Simon Kitchen, what was he like to play against? Mental. Oh, he, he was like, says, right? Was honestly, he was always a wee bit fat, right? But he was talented. <laughs> so, this is, this is the truth. So, my mum and dad used to own a bed and breakfast. So I met before we even done anything. Used to come 15, 14, 15, yep. Yeah, and stay at the bed and breakfast in air. So on Presswick Road. And I met all the boys then. Actually, we used to, I was away playing, we'd come back, they'd be staying there, and there was always a bit of banter. So when I came to Castlereagh, it was hilarious. He says, looked after me, like there was, you know, it was at that time, everything was a wee bit different over there. Do you know what I mean? Like it was still a wee bit of the older days. Do you know, like it was eye opening, but big Jamie. You know there was a ah there was there, I loved it over there and Sis was fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, he was great. He just liked to eat too much. That's all it was. <laughs> just so the dad to be honest. I, mean, I didn't drink. I didn't drink back then. I just ate. No, it was just it was just eating that wasn't even drinking. Some things have never changed, mate. They never change. But you, you were happy, so that's all right. <laughs> I'm still happy, mate. I'm still happy. Fantastic. And then the other one is actually, unfortunately, a more serious note. Last year, you coached in Augsburg, and of course, you coached Adam Johnson. Yeah. What was he like? He's, uh, he's uh, trying not to talk about this anymore. Um, Adam was a really calm, laid back, really quiet. Like he had elite speed and he could score goals and he was just a great human being. I mean, he should, probably shouldn't have been, he probably shouldn't even have been in this league, do you know what I mean? Like, but he he was, the, the point of him being so laid back and such a nice person probably meant he was just enjoying life, do you know what I mean? To come and see another country and he got his MBA when he was coming to get his MBA and everything, but he was one of the kindest, nicest, easiest kids, you never really you don't have to say anything to him. You're trying to say hello to see if he's awake sometimes. He's so relaxed. Do you know what I mean? Just making sure he was okay. But he was lovely. Um, just a lovely person. Do you know, that's a really... It was a tough week last week. Do you know what I mean? I was only there for three, three and a half, four, well, four months. I was there. I think four and a half months. And he came in after a month. And, you know, it's it's hard. I've never experienced something like that before. It's hard. Do you know, and you heard that news. And, you know, last week was really stressful week because you just felt like you probably knew him more than I did. Do you know what I mean that way? But I think yeah. I think the, the big thing to say is the amount of players from Augsburg that contacted me was insane. So it shows you what they guys thought of him. Do you know, to ask what happened, blah, blah, blah. And I really didn't have the answers. Do you know what I mean? And it's a, uh, I just hope out a, how do I say it? I just hope out a difficult situation that we find something good out of it in the end. 
if that makes sense, because I think you can always find something good out of something in the end, and hopefully the uh, hockey finds something good in the end out of it all moving forward, and I think that's the most important thing, that and his family are probably heartbroken, you know, and for sure, and I just think it's a, a really, 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 really tough situation, and I think you've probably felt it a little bit on Saturday night with that home game, and they've done the tribute and everything, like it's it's so tough, man. Like it's it's a horrible situation. Do you know what I mean? But I think again, the last thing is for everybody's family and hockey in a whole. As long as something comes of it, better uh, something better from it in the end for everyone in the future. I think that would be a outcome. Great word. No better way. No yeah. better way to finish. Peter Russell, listen, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us and giving us so much of it. Uh, of course, we don't wish you well on Saturday, but um, we wish you well going forward. Except. Don't win the league. <laughs> but thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. See you later on. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thank thanks man. Bye bye. Big thanks to Pete Russell. That's uh, that was phenomenal. And the Adam Keith, of course. Uh, that was good. He's crack. a top lad. I mean, you know what? Thinking back to again, we were 15, 16. Um when we went away with Casseray, we always stayed <clears> not always, but a lot of the time we stayed in St. Andrews Hotel in there. And his mum and dad lived right literally right across the street. But the breakfast his mum and dad put on was awesome. I was always in there, first click. As soon as the bus was stopped outside the hotel, straight across the road, here's me, that'll do me. Thanks very much. Um, and I've known him since he was a kid. Um, really great kid, really great lad. It comes from a, an unbelievable family. Um, and I'm just glad he's he's doing so well. But the, I, I, I certainly won't be wishing him any luck for, for Cardiff against Belfast. Um, I have no doubt that he's going to make them better. I have absolutely no doubt that he's going to make them into a winning team as well. Um, but that, I'm just hoping it's going to be a little bit down the road. Not just yet. Not just yet. Right. Um, we're going to crack on as quick as we can. We've got a few little things to just to wrap up this week's show. Uh, first of all, it's the time for the Player of the Month for October, sponsored by Phonacab. Um, we asked you for your nominations, and we've drawn up a short list of four. And the short list of four are number three, Charlie Curdy. Number 26, Mark Cooper. Number 34, Tyler Beskarowani. And number 89, Kieran Long. We're going to open voting on Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. And voting will go all the way through until Saturday afternoon on Twitter uh, at AVFTB. And from that, we will award the uh, View from the Bridge uh, Player of the Month for October, sponsored by Phonacab. Um, says, who are, you, who are you choosing? Kieran Long. Um, I thought he'd been brilliant this month. Uh, I mean, just showing Charlie Curdy on the screen there, and I, I think Charlie's been absolutely outstanding since he came in. I, 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 I genuinely think Car or Charlie Curdy's the best defenseman in the league. Um, I've seen the majority of teams so far this year, uh, well, one way or the other, whether it's on uh, webcast or whether it's on uh, live in the arena, and I think he's absolutely outstanding. But uh, Kieran Long, five goals in three games in the middle of a month five big big goals for us at that time as well in champions league and and what have you um and i just think it sort of clicked in the place with um oliver cooper unfortunately the news came out yesterday oliver cooper's broke his arm um so he's going to be out for a little period of time and and i think longer i'll miss him you know he oc going into the corners did the dirty work got the puck out front and put it on a plate for 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 longer so i think longer might miss him and um, hopefully we can Find somebody else to do dirty work and longer just keeps on a hot streak. He's he's been absolutely brilliant in October. And my player of the month is Karen Long. 
David? Yeah, look, hard to disagree with that. Um, in a team sport, it's very difficult to single single one guy out at any time, especially in a in a sort of in a game where line mates depend on each other. Simon's reference to Oliver Cooper there with Longer. Um, you know, you don't have Mark Cooper if you don't have Ben Lake. You don't have Charlie Curdy without Jacob Friend, and you don't have Besco being up there if you don't have guys diving in front blocking shots to help them out I think Besco was phenomenal through that October streak as well but yeah that's it's going to be Kieran Long for getting my vote this month but honourable mention to every single one of them yeah clean sweep I'm my, my vote's going for longer as well I think they like say you can give a really good case for all four <clears> of those lads I think they've all been phenomenal but I think you look at that scoring streak that longer had through those uh, those games in the Champions Hockey League and the games after you know and then you also look at you know a good goal there on Sunday um but yeah I think longer deserves this and uh, that's where my vote is going to go like I say voting will open on Wednesday morning at uh, 9 a.m at avftb on Twitter cast your vote and it'll hopefully be handed out on Saturday after the game against the Cardiff Devils. That's the View from the Bridge Player of the Month for October. Big thanks to Phonacab, as always. Can um, I just throw something but, in, Paddy? Go on. I think what the arena have done, I know Lisa is heavily behind it, Lisa McNally and Laura and, and everybody put together the um, the uh, the sign language for the numbers for the players. And, and yeah, that's good. That coach. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, you mm. see it in the screens in the arena when you're when it's just as what you just showed or showed there and I. Um, I, I love it, I absolutely love it. That's something that I've I've thought about doing before, just never get around to it. Jasmine can do the alphabet and she can do numbers well, most of the numbers anyway. Um, and uh, I just think it's a really, really good addition to our game night, to our screens, and to our webcast and stuff as well. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, here, here. I, I, I throw him, I'll put my dad hat on. We teach our kids French, German, Italian, Spanish, and all great, absolutely brilliant. The first language our kids should learn after English is sign language. I fully agree. So, and this might be a stupid question: Is sign language the same for all all languages? It's not, so it's different, right? Okay, slightly, but but it's still, but it's still well worth learning. It's still 100% worth learning, and given the, given the accessibility issues and stuff like that. But I fully agree, Davy. Fully agree with that. And well done to the Giants and, and, and leading the way on yes, that. Davy, you you down to three percent on your battery. Three percent is about to go up. <laughs> right, says might drop out any minute. So listen, there, I was going to go through the league news, but I'm not because there, there was only one dominant issue. Obviously, you can go to the game center and find out who won and who beat. I think there was only one home team that won this week, and it was a four point weekend for the Guildford Flames. Um, one other thing to mention is, of course, the Friendship Four was uh, announced last week, and you can go and see our uh, our special with Notre Dame, Merrimack College, Boston Uni, and Harvard are the four teams that have been announced. And we had a great special last week, chatting to the likes of Rob Fitzpatrick, Steve Thornton, of course, Joe Britannia, uh, and uh, and Jeff Baum. You can get that on on our all known places, YouTube, Facebook, and podcast providers. This weekend's games: Giants versus the Devils, Saturday at seven p.m. at the SSE Arena and on Giants TV. And then we are over to the Spectrum in Surrey to face the Guildford Flames Sunday, 6pm, and that's on Flames TV. Any other business? Simon, go. I have quick. Uh, the Monster Dash is on this uh, Saturday. It was obviously the cancelled game of uh, 10 days ago. Um, so Robert Fitzpatrick, Paul McMahon, and quite a few of the players, and Laura and a few others are going to be on the bikes um, on the bridge. 
at the front of the arena on the way in for the first 45 minutes or so, um, and then up on the bridge for the rest of the, however long it takes them doing the the, uh, the cycle. And Jackie Gendron is doing a bracelet-making station on the bridge on Saturday afternoon, or Saturday before the game, and in between the periods as well. And the monies will be raised going to a couple of different charities. So that's me. David. Margaret Patterson, Paddy, got the name right? Margaret Shaw, was it? Margaret Shaw. Um, see, sorry about that, Margaret. Margaret, this is uh, Get Well Soon and a happy birthday, but I'm not exactly sure whether it's your birthday or not. I hear you're in hospital having a shoulder operation. If it is your birthday at the same time, happy birthday. If we've missed your birthday, belated birthday. And if it's not your birthday yet, play this when it is your birthday and happy birthday. But get, <laughs> but get well get well soon. Hope your shoulder heals up really well. Here, here. Um, and that's it, gentlemen. I think that's what what has been a heartbreaking you know lead up to the show i think you know big thanks to everybody who's been watching big thanks to adam keith travis bound and to uh pete russell of course for coming on it's been one of those weeks and a couple a couple of weeks you know where the where we have had to come together as as hockey fans and i think it's been something to be proud of as says also attest to the fact that the elite league and all the organizations involved should be very proud of themselves about the way how they've paid tribute and how they've handled everything that has happened in the last week or so and it's certainly something that the fans have reflected and certainly something that brings us together as a community with regards to the, this great league um the games for the Belfast Giants, Saturday, 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena against the Cardiff Devils. You can get if you get yourself down there, and if you can't get down there, Giants TV with Mr. Kitchen. And then uh, the Flames away at the Spectrum, Sunday at 6 p.m., and you get that on Flames TV. David, Simon, Gareth, wherever you are, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate Let's it. Go. Thank you, And uh, you can get us on you know Twitter. YouTube, all the normal places, and wherever you are this weekend. We hope you enjoy your hockey, and we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.